I'm Alex Stone, former military service member and law enforcement officer, now CEO of Echelon Protected Services, one of the fastest growing private security firms on the West Coast. And this is Ride Along. where our guests and I witness firsthand the issues affecting our community. I believe our proven method of enacting meaningful change through compassion and understanding is the best way to make our streets a safer place and truly achieve security through community. Hello. For today, I'm going to go by Q. I'm glad to be here to let young people know that everything is a choice. You can rise above. So uh, thank you for having me here. Hey, I'm Alex Stone. Welcome back to The Ride Along. Today's guest will remain anonymous. This individual kind of comes out of that life, uh, street culture that kind of tends to drive people towards criminal activity for survival. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to go on a ride along and we're going to see how those two worlds intersect. Our guest today, we're going to go ahead and get in the nickname Q. I like that name. Q, why don't you kind of introduce yourself? Uh, hello there. Nice to meet you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. I'm glad to uh, be able to give my two cents on this life mm. uh, because it's a, maybe a tiny glimpse into a life that most people don't have any uh, real sense of what it mm -hmm. looks like as a young person or an adult to come from there and then uh, try to make a life after. That's great. So let's kind of start right where you said, just give us kind of an explanation of what you would say that life is for you. What, what, what does that mean? Man, well, you know, Growing up in impoverished neighborhoods, uh, you know, pimps and hustlers and drug dealers uh, were right. the people that you look up to. Always. Or their family. Or, yeah. Both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So living in that life and then uh, as you're trying to, you know, emulate these people and because those are the only people you see that mm. uh, have success, you know, or a rel you don't know what success really is. No, but they got point. that nice ride. Yeah, it's a relative. They got cash in the hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They got that fly girl. Yep. They got. Right. Yeah, exactly. They got all the the boxes that you yep. think. That's right. Need to be checked. They got a gold chain. Yeah. yeah. They got a pager mm -hmm. back in the day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Cell phone. They got the block phone. Uh huh. They got the Big car giant. phone. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Carrying around a briefcase, <laughs> that's a battery, right, that's right. you know, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Uh, and so all of that. it sounds like, you know, we're not going to talk about where you were from, but in the city you grew up in, did, that you kind of were introduced to that life at a young age. How did that introduction occur? Uh, let's see. How were you? In my history and the history of the people we we talk about this with, there's usually that one person, and for me it was it was an OG, and mm -hmm. he came to me and he was like, hey. You're a, you're a smart kid. You're going to start boosting radios for me. He just told me straight up. You're in my crew now. I need five radios a week. <laughs> I'm going to show you how to do it. And he actually took me out in his car. Yeah. And we did it several times. And then he, he, it was expected of me at the tender age of 9, 10, 11 oh, yeah. to, to get those radios and to have them on at his place by Friday. 
So what would that look like for you? Okay, so for me, uh, my best friend's uncle got out of prison. Mm. And uh, we were already hungry and, you know, looking for a little hustle and, you know, this and that, right. you know, al right. already, you That's know, right. and uh, I think we were eight or nine, yeah, the, yeah. something like That's that. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we already knew everything there, you know, who was the players in the hood, yeah, you know, yeah. we are, you know, when you're that age, you know, everything mm -hmm. that's going on in a four or five block radius, you know, um, at least we did in my neighborhood. And, uh, you knew when something was out of place too. Mm -hmm, every mm -hmm. time you are was anything out of place, mm -hmm. you, you notice. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's man, he got out of prison. I smoked my first weed at the party mm -hmm. at the coming home party, that's you know? Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, it was shortly after that, that, uh, we were put to work. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he couldn't go back in. He needed to earn. Yep. He needed a crew to earn for him that he could manage. Oh, yeah. it was. And what was crazy, it was like it was already set up before he was even out. Like he asked us, like, yeah, yeah, who's yeah. the main player right here on this block? And we're yep. like, oh, this dude, you know. Mm -hmm. So he went over there immediately, and then they were working for him. Yeah. yeah. It was like it happened seamlessly. Yeah. Because he's an OG. Yeah. You can't say no. No. There's no. There's no no there. Yeah. 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 And and then you know we just be given a little something we go take this up the street. And, and so you're doing sales at this point. Uh, we Not, were just running, just running yeah, whatever. Yeah, sales yeah. didn't happen for another couple of years. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know we were right. you know eleven or twelve yeah, by the yeah, time yeah. sales started yeah. happening. You know. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So true. So you get to the age of twelve, thirteen, where people look like they can ask you that question, like, hey. I yeah, actually need. I actually need, need this. this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're delivering something, and then the question is, "Say, Can little man, the, yeah, what's up?" Well, no, I need this. Yeah. And then that next thing you know, you're selling. Uh, next thing you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it happens without even realizing. No, next it, thing you know, you wake up, you're just doing it. Yeah. No, no. But you don't even know in your head you are. Nah. Nah. You're just doing. Nah. What I you're remember asked realizing that yeah. one day, like. When oh, was that? When was man. that? Oh man, I might have been like 14, 13, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like yeah. that. Like, man, I'm, I'm a drug dealer, you know? <laughs> like, dang <laughs> yeah. I never knew yeah, I was right. a drug dealer, you know? It's <laughs> crazy, right? It is. Because you're still a kid. Yeah. 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 yeah you crazy. know, like, man, and, you know, I would look around at all these, you know, uh, tweakers and crackheads and, you know, chicken heads and mm -hmm. all that we used to, cluckers and all that mm -hmm. we used to call them. But, uh, man. They're just everywhere. Yeah. And now suddenly they're coming asking you, you know, yeah. like, what's up? And I remember seeing them around all the time. You know, we'd throw somebody a little something to get a 40 because we couldn't buy it because, you know, of course, 10, 11 years old. Yeah. And so, uh, and yeah, they're just there. Yeah. And you just get to know people. And that's how business works. That's exactly. Yeah. Relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they know that you know the OG. They can't. Yeah. They don't want to go directly to the OG, yeah, because that's heat for that person. So it's the systems built in to where the young kids, they are that they are that market economy in the mm -hmm. hood. I mean, they, they just are. Yeah, right? they just run so around, especially you, in summertime, man. Yeah, always. Everybody, yeah, it's crazy. Everyone's out on the streets. Yeah, yeah, just run. So you get wrapped up pretty quick. I'm mm -hmm. sure you're oh, in yeah. the game, right? At some point, you know. And we're, we're going to be very delicate about your, your history because we want you to remain, remain anonymous. But at some point, 
there becomes a family obligation on your part mm-hmm. where you have to commit a, a real felony. In it's order, always a choice. There's always a choice. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in that life, you know, yeah. it's an obligation. Yeah, we'll yeah. call it that. And you're obligated because of honor and duty and family and these things to commit a felony. This felony ends up, you, you, you get arrested. We're not going to say you're guilty of anything, but you get arrested and charged with a crime. Yeah. You go to court. You're found guilty in a court of law. Yeah. Or you plead. I don't. We're, we're not. We're not getting into the, the details, but you end up in prison. Mm-hmm. So explain the transition between being that hustler, that you know, gang member hustler, you know, part of that crew on the street, mm-hmm. versus okay, now I'm in. I'm in the pen. I'm in prison. Yeah. Like, what's the difference with that? <laughs> Very little. <laughs> <laughs> if you grow up in the game, yeah, yeah. you know the game. Yeah, you respect the game. Yeah. And you get it. Yeah, it was. So that's funny because a lot of people say, oh, my whole life changed. But if you grow up in it, yeah. you're like, uh, uh, this is the old, same old. Yeah. One block. It's just one big it's block. It's just another. Yeah. It's just another block. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to get to know new people who are the players. Yeah. 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 You so know? your first day in, how do you how do you do that? How do you go through when you're in there? How, how do you determine? I mean, obviously, a race plays a big part oh, of it. It's huge. That's the biggest difference inside is uh racial segregation is uh not only encouraged but like they it's almost like it's it it is encouraged right by the by the system itself isn't it yeah Yeah. no they they intentionally keep everybody segregated um which is which is weird right it is very strange that was one of the it gives power to the gangs it does but it, but the gangs because they are actually keeping the population under control because everybody's yeah. got their heads. Correct. You know, they allow them to police themselves. It's called, right. and this is why when you're the shot caller, it's called holding the keys because hmm. you yeah, hold, yeah. you're like holding the keys for the prison, really. You're, yeah, you, you can, you're really yeah. kind of running the prison. You could turn at that this point. place upside down exactly. if you wanted to. Yeah. So we're not going to get into your racial ethnicity, okay. but. Um, of, I mean, the reality is you have to join and right. when, be, let's, before we get there on the street, you know, so, you know, I'm white, obviously yeah. I speak Spanish, my mom, her, my family, there's, it, there's a little bit of mixture there. My, my stepfather was Mexicano. So I grew up speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. So I was able to blend very well, but you know, I was never truly accepted by, yeah, you still got to prove yourself. Yeah. I'm like, Miklo, you know? yeah, yeah, Miklo, Miklo doesn't exist. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. exist. Right. It's no, not, that's not a real character guys. <laughs> and so you're never really accepted because you're not Aslan. Right. Yeah. And so, and it, were you, but, but I was still accepted cause I was an earner. Yeah. I was an earner. Yeah. You right? were, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you prove on the, your loyalty and all that. Yeah. yeah. On the street, if you earn, you're accepted. Mm-hmm. And you can have friends that are. I had friends that were black, white, Hispanic, Asian. I clicked with everybody yeah. because I, the more people you know, the, yeah, the more business the more, you do. Yeah. Right. You got options. But when you get in, <clears throat> those options go away quick. Right. Because it's about race. So how yeah. did that? Feel, how did it make you feel? Because I know yeah. you. You're. I don't know you very well, but I know that. You know, you're a good guy. I know that you're not a, a you're not a guy who's a tied to his race kind of no, guy. No, definitely not. Right. Um, that and that, like you were saying, that was part of what uh, made it easier for me because I could, uh, you know, I was talk to black people, white mm-hmm. people, Mexicans. You know, I, had, I it was easy mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. me to to blend. 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> and uh, and that's actually part of your job as yeah, a salesman. Yeah, yeah. It's your yeah, job. You, get, you know, you got to find that mm-hmm. uh, place where somebody can relate. That's right. You know, and uh, that that's its own skill. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so inside, it's like you're immediately pigeonholed into one place or another, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they're saying, "Oh, you got to go over here." And I was like, whoa, I, I'm, I'm not going over there, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and right, then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, yeah. the music stops, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so I had, to, I had to learn that I had to find a place. Otherwise, it was going to be really difficult for me. So I had to choose, you know, at some point who I wanted to be uh, labeled as, mm-hmm. And, uh, so like that was a, that was a choice that I yeah. actually had to make. Cause otherwise it was already, I wasn't there that long and there was already problems mm-hmm. because people naturally gravitate toward me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And, You're very charismatic. That's just, you are. And that it, you always have people around you all the time. Yeah. And people want to take, people respect you. It's very natural. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I, I feel blessed that people, you know, uh, want to just, you know, get to know me a little bit, you know, most people at this point, Mm -hmm. not always, I wasn't, I didn't have a friendly look about it, but at this point, yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) you grew up, you grew up doing jujitsu and fighting and you think you did other fighting styles. You were a fighter as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to get into your specific background, but, uh, I know people, you know, like I know that you can handle yourself. That's, that's something that yeah, grappling and all that. Yeah. yeah, You're very good. You're a good fighter. Mm -hmm. You're not afraid of a fight. No, that's, you know. and that was part of it is like knowing uh, that you could just having that confidence. Yeah. yeah People exactly. can see the confidence, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, if yeah. you've been in a lot of, yep. you know, altercations. That's right. People, other people who've been in a lot of altercations can tell mm-hmm. and you don't have to, you, you don't, they're not going to test you. And that was part of the fortunate thing for me is when I went inside, uh, you know, there's some lifers and all that, you know, I, there was one time when uh, uh, I was able to talk about what was happening on uh, uh, the UFC fight, and I knew exactly what was happening before he did the move. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I was like, ooh, check him out. He's going to pull this. He's going to pull that. He's yeah, gonna, yeah, you know? Yeah. And that actually saved me from Crazy. having to actually get into it yeah. with my celly at the time he was oh, well, like well, well. whoa the, you know he's he, like this dude can fight he actually knows what yeah. he's talking yeah. about here because it's happening yeah. you know he could see it oh happening. he's going for the kimura yeah yeah, yeah. He's like, oh now oh, he's gonna now he's oh. watch him spin on that yeah. you know like exactly boom, yeah. and you're like oh damn it was like oh wait a minute maybe yeah. i should get you know and that's the thing choose easier prey you yeah know? and so they move on choose mm. easier prey yeah that's kind of like the motto right <laughs> i would imagine so um how so eventually you're i wouldn't say forced into it but just as part of the system Mm -hmm. you click with you click with the race that you identify as yeah we'll just say that way Mm -hmm. right do you do you feel comfortable saying that race you don't have to i don't mind so native american yeah we were we had the circle there and 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 you come from a state that um, and that the state of your origin and that region of, of America 
there are a lot of natives. Mm -hmm. So this isn't like, I don't know. I've never been to Connecticut, but I can't imagine yeah. the Connecticut prison system well, has a lot of natives. I'm Mexican too. So that's, you are. Yeah. You know, so you had a real choice to make. Yeah. Well, You're and, half Mexicano. And my dad is mostly white. So like yeah. I, they were trying to stick me in the wood pile first. Oh, so the you wood know? pile is a, another term for pecker woods <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or the, the white gang. Mm hmm. Um, and we won't mention those. There's a whole There's bunch a of whole those bunch, names. Yeah, yeah. So the woodpile would be the, the whites. And yeah. you were like, hey, homie, I, like, uh, <laughs> I ain't white. Uh, yeah. And they're like, well, you know, so what do you, you know, and then all of a sudden I get pushed back from the white people, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, so you have to stand your ground. And I was like, I'm flying solo. Oh, you flew solo. I'm flying solo oh, wow. for a minute. Yeah, for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, until all of a sudden. Well, and that's what I was talking about. People start gravitating toward you, you yeah. know, and I've been an athlete. I'm out there on the weight pile, you know, and people see that I, you know, know what I'm doing. So you're lifting there. in the yard. Yeah, lifting yeah. in the yard and, and uh, lifting weights. It, yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, people start just, you know, oh, like, what are you doing there? What does this do? You know, and next thing you know, I got two or three guys working out with me every day and they, and then mm -hmm. one of those guys gets into it with somebody and now it's suddenly my problem of course yeah because he's in your crew mm -hmm. i'm driving the car it's, yeah so when you when you went in did you have long hair did you yeah so you support you were native yeah yeah you're, you're, i mean mm -hmm. we won't talk about red the res and if you grew up in that we'll just stay out of that but um did they I, i'm just curious because did they make you cut your hair because natives tried. don't natives have a special exemption? Yeah, That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't have to cut my hair. So and that probably right away. I mean, you coming in with long hair. Yeah, they that, knew. They know. They, yeah. That this dude's native. Yeah, yeah. He's a native. So at what? I mean, I'm I, in the state you're in, right? In that state, there's a larger contingency of natives. Yeah. So how did did they invite you in, or how did that well, work? I mean, <laughs> basically, yeah. There was uh, I I was fortunate enough to have a couple of really good guys that uh, I was uh, on the block with, and he just came right up to me. He was like, "So what? So you flying solo? What are you? You yeah, know? Yeah, you know?" Yeah. And I was like, I was like, "Well, yeah, you know." Uh, and I just gotten moved, uh, and where I was at before was it was very political and there was gotcha. a lot of stuff going on with so the, there's different units mm -hmm. within a larger prison different yeah. floors different you know and yeah, so different factions of the same race and, and, the, you know. and so they put you in a unit that was more better for you or worse for you no I didn't want anything any part of the new the, unit yeah and so oh, wow. yeah and so gotcha when I eventually moved out of that prison and got to a new unit and I was gotcha. feeling it out, you know, and this for became a, uh, somebody who uh, I enjoyed his company. And this so guy, I, did he hold the keys? He was the leader? Was he? He was uh, on the unit. He gotcha. was who people come to talk to. So he's, he's the entry, yeah. entry level guy. He's the guy. He's on that unit. Okay. There's always, a, you know, whoever's on the block or gotcha, whatever. Gotcha. So he's running that to, block yeah, for the, for, for the natives. Yeah. Okay. This was but the guy he, that he was new, known. Yeah. If you're going to make, and he was gonna, respected. If you're going to make the conversation, yeah. you go to that guy. Yeah. And, and then so he, then he, he would, pushes it he up. He introduced, to, you know, he him. did the introduction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And did, how did that go down? Was it easy? Was it? Yeah, it was easy. I mean, I'm just who I am. Blood in, blood out. You're native. Yeah. It is what it is. And it's right? like, okay, well, 
you know, they asked me a few questions where, you know, what, what tribe, who tribe, you know, yeah. you, you know, that kind of thing. And the uh, natives are very like, um, they'll take care of you. They take care of you. And people don't realize this. It's, well, maybe some people in other States, but like there, there's a, they are a legit organization. <laughs> and just from my background, I've dealt with, um, major narcotics organizations where that we had what, what in the, uh, in the police world, we called res hopping, mm-hmm. where we would have there were natives that would be that would subsume or take over the identity of other native tribal members of other tribes. Mm-hmm. If they got caught up on some some issues in one region of America, they could transition and come up with a brand new identity. And this was very lucrative. The the drug flow, the, the drug flow to and from the reservations, all all the way from Alaska all the way down. Hmm really is a pipeline that is their pipeline. And they, well, I, we, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> you just, but, I'm not going to talk about but it. But it's, I, you know, some people talk about, oh, the, this white gang or that black gang. And sometimes you don't hear about, but the natives are very, you know, the, the term I like to say is uh, the quiet professionals. It's the term that Green Berets use. Hmm. They're not out there bragging about what they do. And yeah. you never hear anyone in the native gangs bragging about their business or putting it out there on the street. It's very closed down. It's probably the most secretive um, and the most closed off because it, they really do stick to themselves. Yeah. And so I well, can there's see... there's a reason. For, yeah. Know, I mean, their uh, natives are the fewest population percentage of any race in the world uh, in their own country. They're, really? Yeah. It's the lowest percentage of population for native people in their own home country is right here. That's really sad. It's crazy. And what's what's, uh, an even sadder thing is that the prison population is double Mm -hmm. the the percentage. So like those numbers are skewed wildly. Yeah. That is a symptom of uh, a broken... Uh, system yeah in my opinion that's so sad man what you did you did for honor and family and duty and i so yeah i had my reasons yeah of course for doing what i did and i felt like something had to be done yeah and uh, i made a choice and and then i had to make the choice you know how i was mm-hmm. going to handle it afterward mm-hmm. and uh you know got my affairs in order and and walked in because it was time damn that's what's up <laughs> so you're in at what point do you, uh, you know, at what point do you begin taking on leadership roles with Man, inside? It, it was a, an interesting thing because uh, all of a sudden it was just kind of like people noticing that I had a different focus. Yeah, you're yeah. you're a natural born leader. And, well, you got you. character. Yeah. You you build things. You're, <laughs> you think quickly. You're a good fighter. Obviously, you're gonna you're gonna. Climb to the, climb up the ranks, right? Yeah, that was the. Uh, it was just kind of a natural progression. Yeah, you know, for me that way, um, and uh, I didn't anticipate anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect. You know, I was actually trying to just kind of sit in the background and do my time. You mm-hmm. know, and and uh, there was a couple of situations where things came up, and the nice thing, you know, about the circle is they before any action is taken, they circle up. Everybody, you know, cons- takes a consensus and get it. Really? Of everybody? Agree. Oh, yeah. Oh, they wow. agree oh. what action is, you know, should be taken. So there's a real, it's really a real council. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's unlike other 
other organizations out of that. It depends on what certain, you know, like I said, there's different factions and this mm -hmm. and that, but you know, where we were at, it was a, a, a healing circle mm -hmm. and it was for the, you know, the focus was to get people focused on a, a mindset that was to better themselves and to change their frame of mind that got them in there. And so not to continue those same patterns while you're in there because yeah. you know where that ended you up, you know, so yeah. change that pattern. What's it going to, so what you, does that look you like? Were, you're, when you were in, that group was not on a war footing. No, nah, at all. It was oh, on a healing that's path. Yeah. That's great. Wow. Yeah, for everybody. And I think we had a very positive influence. Yeah. And uh, they kept that going as far as I know, like the people that were there mm -hmm. before me. And uh, when, when I left, uh, that's how it was. And I, I hope that it has continued. Yeah, that's awesome. That way. Yeah. Um, so you do run into conflicts, though. Always. And you've told a story before well, where you have, there's a rec area, mm -hmm. right? And you have pool tables. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, obviously you have the blacks have the area, mm -hmm. the whites have the area. You know, everything's sectioned off according to yeah. race. Yeah. And you, you have your sentinels, you have your lower level guys mm -hmm. that are supposed to make sure that all those spaces are squared away for your folks. Every time. Because you're there, you're there for, for, the preservation of your group. Mm -hmm. You're here to make sure that no natives are abused, taken yeah. advantage of. Yeah, yeah. So you, w there's this incident that happens in the in the pool area, the rec area. Can you yeah. talk about that? Okay. <laughs> uh, so nobody had been out there in a while, mm -hmm. uh, and we get there, and there's a there's a a mark on the wall that shows whose space that is, mm -hmm. and I, I get there because I felt like playing a game of pool that night and I see the sign uh x'd out and something else put over so it. they leave the your your sign yeah 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 left it they just x'd it out like yeah, this is like, like just like it's it. Falls Road in Northern Ireland it's <laughs> Belfast and they're like x'ing out names that's crazy yeah so they actually they wanted to show that they took it over yes it's a power play yes okay so that's it's not intentional it's not like a, a guard came and erased no, the thing. No, it wasn't like that. It was okay. somebody, Oops. you know, and they were right there. I could see them, you know, I was like, oh, okay. And uh, so I just told them, I was like, feel free to finish your game. Um, but I'll be playing here next. Mm -hmm. And and they, uh, you know, blew me off. And there was three of them. And it was just me. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> and so I just kind of stood there, you know, and let them say what they were going to say. And, uh, and I said, okay, well, tell you what, you can go ahead and have it for today. Yeah. I'll let you guys enjoy yourself. As a matter of fact, yeah, enjoy yourself. No problem for today. I will be back tomorrow because this is a native table and we will be playing here tomorrow. Yeah. And they, whatever, old man, you know. And, uh, and I'm like, okay. And so uh, I just went back and uh, told the people, you know, certain people that let mm -hmm. everybody know that they needed to uh, go play some pool. Nice. And, 
Nice. And that's all I said. And then they were like, wait a minute. You know, if I'm saying this, there's a reason why uh -huh. I'm saying it, you know. And so I told them, I was like, yeah, they, they think that, you know, they have the table now. And we just got to let them know that that's mm -hmm. not the case. Now, this could go really bad. It could have went south really Real quick. quickly. Yeah. yeah. You know, I made sure to let everybody know this is not violence. But don't, you know, be ready to defend yourself because you course. never know how somebody's going to react. People you know? get down quick. Yeah, real quick yeah. in there. It can happen at the, for nothing. Yeah. And uh, it was an interesting thing for me because suddenly, you know, I get out there and I made sure to be the last one in so that, you know, I could make sure that everybody who needed to be present mm -hmm. was there. And everybody showed up. Of course. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh so i came in and by that time man i was so glad mm. that i came in there when i did because it was like Tense. i thought these guys were gonna crap their pants like for real I mean, it and i thought that it might have turned violent. not your guys but the pecker woods yeah yeah okay. no they were all up against yeah. the wall already and how many there were like four just those four guys those, yeah but then there was like 60 the, it, yeah, okay. it, you know they're surrounded by because the majority of the population is white and black right in most yeah. prisons i would imagine yeah right? yeah mm -hmm. so you're talking you're outnumbered you, the woodpile outnumbers the natives by uh, two to one two, three, to, three one. to one yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but you stood up anyways yeah because uh, you have on. to because you can't give away territory yeah. nah there has to be respect well and the reality is is everybody knows that well we crazy <laughs> you know, natives get down, and when it's time, they you know, get down. It's like who's ready to die? It's today? a war party. Yeah, and you put on your war. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Are you yeah. ready to die today? Because yeah. I am. That's right. You know, <laughs> like, and yeah. that's if you're not playing at that level, you you better leave now. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. And so, no no crimes were committed that day. No, no, there was no uh, <laughs> bloodshed. <laughs> yeah. No crimes and nobody got extra, you know, mm -hmm. time on their set. And, uh, and it was also a very strong, a very, it was a very strong presentation of the unity and the fact that there was no violence and everybody else knows that, guess what? This is what you're up against yeah. if you have an issue. Yep. And it's a war party. Yeah everybody's yeah you know you're gonna i have a feeling those younger guys didn't get permission to to take over that table though no isn't they that didn't. The, they didn't nah. there's some young bucks just got in yeah. they got clicked in within the yeah, past yeah, couple they months didn't, they know, went there to was go play no pool. issue with it with and the, the, yeah yeah and they're like uh yeah. they probably got in trouble with their people well they were basically imagine. like man if you you're lucky nothing worse happened yeah, to you yeah, yeah, than yeah. It, than you got scared. Crazy. <laughs> and you know, get you, get in line, get yourself mm -hmm. in line. So let's let's shift a little focus. Shift focus a little bit. Um, you're inside. Mm -hmm. You know, from the people I've spoken with, I've never done time. Obviously, I was on the other side of that equation, but. Mm -hmm. um, there's always a countdown clock in your head, right? Oh, yeah. And you know you're going to get out. I mean, if you don't have time put on your set. Well, that, yeah. That's, right? yeah. As long as, as long as everything's, we'll use the word kosher. <laughs> everything's kosher. Um, so you, your, your time's approaching. Yeah. Right? What, did, what happened inside to prepare you to leave there and not be a criminal? <laughs> 
as far as the system goes, nothing. <laughs> it was the exact opposite. You know? <laughs> they like put all these blocks in front of you, and, you, and you're like, "Man, I got to jump through all these hoops." Yeah. But the reality is, I'm set up for failure. You know. I mean, the, the people in there, the ones like the my my boys, you know, my brothers in the circle, they're the ones that are like, "Man, he." Here's a phone number if you need help. Mm-hmm. Give this person a call. Give that person. You know, if you yeah. need, you know, it's family. We'll help you. Yeah. You know, make sure that you got some place to stay. Uh, you know, not always. There's, you know, it depends. You got to be real choosy because sometimes, you know, some of those places you don't, you can't actually be at those places because it's against your of parole course. and of all course, that. Yeah. You know, so even some. I'm sure you them, had a long time on parole. Oh yeah, because you. Yeah. The shorter time. Yeah, yeah. It was the exact same amount of time. Ooh, uh, yeah. So it was like you're on paper for a, a while. A long time. Yeah. 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 So you, you get out, you're a felon. Mm-hmm. You're on parole. Yeah. And you can't actually go to the places that you would help yeah. you because then you're back in because Correct. it's a, a violation. They're, you're yeah. you're consorting with other felons, yeah. which is a parole violation. Yeah. And then you go back and you do your full time, your full bid, yeah, which is another three to five years, right? Right. So you, so you're, you're, stu- you're the community you're a part of, right? Mm-hmm. You can't be a part of anymore, right? So you kind of lose your, you have to put away your native identity a little bit because yeah, you're, you're like, yeah, well, damn, I can't really, I don't want to b- violate parole, mm-hmm. and so you grew up in the hood, mm-hmm. and a lot of felons in the hood, yeah. Right, so yeah, I can't be around any of those. Can't go there. So what happens? Where do you go? Uh, So I fortunately, um, man, I have really good extended family that love me a lot that I've known since I was a young teenager. My mom got remarried, Mm -hmm. and so uh, a really good guy. I'm grateful that he was a positive influence in my life. When he was, I was already kind of off the deep end by the time he came in, but. at least he showed me something different mm-hmm. and uh, I'm grateful for it. And he was there and his family, like, so I went and stayed with my uncle, his brother, nice. uh, when I got out because that was, I literally had no other place to go, you know? Um, yeah, that, that was one of the things that, uh, was important was for me to try to be near my children. Of course. And so that yeah. was my uncle's house was right where they went. Oh, that's good. Yeah, right yeah. near where they went to school. So and so how, where do you work? Where do you get a job at? <clears throat> uh, don't say the name, but like what type of work were you able to get into? Uh, Not good work. No. No, you couldn't. Yeah. Like, no one wants to hire a felon. No. Yeah. No, especially. Uh, Person's crime. Yeah, yeah. De- we'll call depending it that. on the. Yeah. I mean. The. It you wasn't know, like you were like violent criminals and raffle tickets. Or no, something. no, it w- or like you know, it wasn't a blue collar. It wasn't even. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't even like a RICO thing. It was. No, it was violent. Yeah, right. Anybody I mean, with a violent yeah. uh, crime is like you. You're already. You kind of treat you like trash. I think. Yeah, I yeah. You you don't have many options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're doing very well now. You're successful now. So what do you accredit to your ability to turn your life around from growing up where you grew up, man, going to prison, coming out as a felon? I mean, you're still a felon. Yeah. That don't go away. No, no, uh, man, uh, faith, Faith? community, love, 
Yeah. Good people around you. And, uh, uh, man, determination. Yeah. Because you got to... Uh, you got to fight yourself. Yeah. Because the person who's sitting in front of me seems very mature, self-differentiated, yeah. stoic, in charge, in command, taking ownership of every aspect of their life, right? I mean, obviously, you're married, right? Mm -hmm. You're doing all the right things in life, and something must have put you on that path. Yeah. You and know, there's actually um, some, uh, like, there's a lot of pieces to that puzzle you know there was one of the things that i really appreciated was it mushrooms i know joe rogan would probably ask that right now <laughs> played a role yeah. <laughs> medicine, plant oh, wow. medicine okay. definitely played a role opened my mind so vision know, quest i'd be able to be able to okay. uh, see myself more clearly oh wow yeah okay and uh and then also uh uh like going to re what was that counseling and rehabilitation you have to go to a certain amount of Things like that go through the programs when you oh, get out. Oh, of course. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with violent criminals, they go. You That's all. Yeah, once a week, man. Yeah, You're in therapy once a week for things. years. Yeah. And you know, at first, of course, I was really, uh, you know, just like, man, these people are all full of shit. You know, mm -hmm. um, and it, a lot of and it. You're is like, like well, maybe I am. Violent. A lot of it is a bunch of BS. But then, you know, <laughs> seeing these things, like noticing that I have these same tendencies. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you know, it might, you know, might not be like ultimate, like. Most people are uh, like substance abuse and uh, yeah. you know, mental health issues, you know, and and uh, not that I've never had uh, issues with you know substances or whatever, but that's never been my focus. It's always been kind of like been so like you never been drug jumping. addicted. No, not really. No. You know, I mean, I've no, played with lots of things. You were you in know? charge of the drugs. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, the drugs. Put money in your pocket. Yeah, so that's you got to keep it. There's a yeah, balance to be had if you're gonna if it's gonna make mm -hmm. money for you, you know. Um, so for me, it was more like like an adrenaline junkie kind of, you know, okay. getting out there and like, oh, yeah, the thrill of the crime. Yeah, the thrill, you know, and just the police being chase, in the, you know, all of that. Not yeah, oh yeah, yeah. okay, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 stealing a car, yeah, for sure, well, for sure, so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not so much, but yeah. but you know, when you're young. Yep. Um, I wouldn't encourage that, by the way, to any young people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't do it. So, kind of again, I, we always always shifting here, but we, we I want to respect your time, and you've given us a lot to to think about. Um, I want to hit the streets. I want to take you out on the street yeah. and do a ride along, and I want to expose you to what we're doing as a company, and then what the nonprofit is doing because you know coming from law enforcement. I realized that there's a lot of things when you're in law enforcement, you have a duty to act, a duty mm -hmm. to make an arrest, mm -hmm. right? If you're help, if you want to get a homeless person into a shelter and they're packing their supplies and a gun falls out of the tent, oh, man, everything escalates. Now you have to use your, yeah, yeah you have to do your job at that point. Yeah. yeah right. Mm -hmm. you have, there's a, you're beholden to the public to do what you've been hired to do, mm -hmm. right? There's that duty, the duty to act and in the security world and in the nonprofit world, there's more freedom there. There's freedom to really dive into someone's life and to be a daily resource for them in the community. And obviously, I, I don't. I never even asked if you were. Were you homeless at one point, ever in your life? I was. But I mean, yeah, but like on couches. Yeah, couch surfing. Exactly. Yeah. So what we deal with, we don't really deal with. That's I would say that's more transient. Mm -hmm. We're dealing with chronically unhoused. Yeah, right? people who live on the street. 
got nowhere to go. Um, substance abuse, mental health, gang affiliated, and um, or trafficked. Right. Right. And so we try to establish relationships with them on a daily basis so that when they are ready to mm-hmm. transition to housing or on that better path, that we can get them there. Right. And that's, we're contacting them three, four, five times a day. That's so important. I, I, I want to take you out, show you what we're doing, and then get your feedback about what, what that looks like, right? We're going to go to, we're going to possibly be in areas that might look like places you might have sold dope at. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to get your take on, hey, that, dude's, that dude looks like he's selling dope. And I want to ask you, how do we approach that guy? Mm. And say, hey, man. Yeah, we're not. I'm how, not a cop. How, how do I get that? How do I get you on a better path? Mm. Like, how do we approach these drug dealers? Man. These young people that get yeah. pulled in. That's a difficult thing. It's very difficult. That's yeah. why you're here today to help. Because I don't think that. I think that we're trying to figure out figure this out. And I think you're a key piece to that. Okay. Well, I will give you my two cents for sure. I have. I can tell you right off the bat that uh, if those people are uh, making a living what they consider, mm-hmm. you know, being successful for themselves, uh, they're going to be really hard to help mm-hmm. at that point in their life. Um, because they're, they're hustling, they're doing it. And that's what they know how to do. So it's going to be difficult. What I hear you saying is when someone's in that life, mm-hmm. right. And this is, these are the tools you have. Yeah. It almost blinds you to a possible future, yeah, a different future. Yeah, because... It's uh, blinding, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't... Not only do you not see that there is a possible future, like you might hear that there's other possibilities out there, but that's not a possibility wow. for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's hard, that's hard to hear, you know what I mean? Because... Yeah. Uh, it's for the addicts and the people that are on the other side. Those are the people that I would feel like might have you would might have more success yeah in the areas that we're at unfortunately i feel like a lot of the drug addicts Mm -hmm. they are purposely put behind on payments oh for sure right yeah and then they're they're now kind of enslaved to the drug dealer yeah at least just a week yeah a week you know yeah any kind of any kind of dollars yeah we were talking two dollars for whites three dollars for blues Hmm. the chinese Fake fentanyl pills you okay. smoke, right? You crush mm-hmm. them and smoke on foil. And so you get 10 to 20 on those behind, and you're you're down $50 to $100. And all of a sudden, like, now you're expected to go steal or sell. Something, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. to pay work that. Work it, yeah. To, you got to work it, right? Mm-hmm. And so the resistance is, they're like, if I do this, they're going to kill me. That's the pushback we get. That's well, a, a genuine fear. Because if we just take and you to a shelter, a possible legitimate, fear. they know, you know they know really? people in the shelters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The drug dealers know. Oh, you just went to this shelter over there. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we sell dope in that shelter. Yeah. So and do I'm gonna that find in there. You over yeah. There. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. How do we navigate that? <laughs> That's a tough spot, man. <laughs> All right, we're gonna hit, we're gonna hit the road with Q. We're gonna um, go look at some dirt, talk around, maybe interview some folks. Um, we'll see you in a little bit. Hey man, so we're in the car. We're gonna do, we're gonna ride around for a bit. Gonna hook up with um, Eric Prindle. Um, gonna do some little patrol work. So we're just driving around, and we were talking earlier off camera. We're gonna bring it up again, but 
a lot of the drugs that are being sold right now, they're actually being produced in China. Right? And so they're being produced in China. The, you know, the Chinese give them to the cartels. The cartels will um, bring them across the border and then they get cash, American money. Mm-hmm. That cash is then shipped back to China. Right? <laughs> they, they, they launder it. Right, some of Macau, some of the laundry, yeah. they keep it. And then they sell them the, the chemicals, the precursors, and the drugs yeah. to, to then ship back yeah. to manufacture and then yeah. ship back up to the States. And so a lot of these drugs are resistant to Narcan, right? hmm. the new stuff on the street called Trank. You get them in t- different color pills, so they'll say, oh, I got whites, I got blues. So it's kind of a trip, right? Because it is. It's, it's a whole a, new game. A whole new game. International economy. Yeah. Actually, get people off drugs. They might have, you know, some kind of willpower to want something different. And this has been the number one goal. Um, when it comes to any type of enforcement on our part, right? Is rather than taking direct interdiction or some type of interdiction against the drug dealer mm-hmm. we try to get the drug addicts into housing yeah or into shelters yeah so just this last month alone we've gotten more than a hundred people to transition from living on the street in a tent to either a tiny home detox or some type of shelter or or um, another type of living situation right like yeah. a church or something and so that's that's kind of our aim is to take the, the, the user away from the drug dealer right and to push those drug dealers into different areas and hopefully yeah. they'll quit making a change that is for positive is going to take work no matter what and so so today we're in the we're not in the van people know my van hmm. and uh i thought that that would be a, a bad look for you <laughs> thank you since we're blurring your face out and changing your voice because I really want you to be anonymous, yeah. you know, um, and um, and so yeah, we just have a randomly rented vehicle here that no one knows. <laughs> Nondescript plates, they're gonna be burned out. Yeah, I appreciate that because I you never know I might run into somebody I know. I and if I step out in a, right, yeah. a cop vehicle. <laughs> You can't step out. Or our, I wouldn't be able to. We roll in no. sprinter vans. Yeah. Um, because we want to have the look that we're like. I mean, we, we're not trying to impersonate law enforcement. Yeah. But we want to have the look as if we're a professional organization. Mm-hmm. A lot of people mistake our vehicles for federal vehicles. Yeah. And this is this is not necessarily a bad thing. No, for me it would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, it's not a bad uh, yeah, thing for exactly. you. Yeah, because you know you don't want the the soldier that's you know nickel and diamond anyway. That's not who you want to arrest. But we don't want to arrest anybody. Well, right. Yeah. Because we're not cops. So that's because you're not cops, right? We wanna we wanna increase the level of community engagement. Yeah. To bring about security. Safe right? community. Safe community by being engaged. Yes. It's just like the civil rights movement. Hmm. Right. You get on the street, you own the streets, then the hatred stops. Right. But you can also counter or interdict or counteract criminal, even gang criminal um, violence and and activity by being present, by owning the streets. Mm -hmm. Because there's eyeballs, right? Mm -hmm. People don't like eyeballs. Dude selling dope, 
They don't want if there's people yeah, walking around having a good time. They don't want they don't want to see it though. Yeah. They want a nice quiet spot. You gotta go somewhere else. Yeah, because they're gonna have a hundred people stop by today. <laughs> you know? Yeah. On a slow day. <laughs> On a slow day, bro. <laughs> On a slow day, exactly. Alright. Alright, we're gonna um, head over, we're gonna talk to Eric. Eric Quindle. Right on. He was um, for a larger security company, the number one pro executive protective asset in this whole region of America. Okay. He came to work for us because he believes in the mission. You know, he really wants to make a difference, and he does. He makes a huge difference. All about community engagement. So we're gonna walk across over here and talk to him. All right. You'll I you'll like see him from afar. He's a giant. <laughs> He's like six got, four. Got a presence. There he is, right there. Oh yeah. Hard to miss. Yeah. What's up, brother? Good. It's good to see you, bro. It's good. This is my buddy Q. Pleasure to meet you. Hey, let's step around the corner. Q, Q was a shot caller at the prisons, so so we're just gonna call him Q today. Uh, he's out here to give us his perspective of drug dealing, street life, street culture, what's going on. You want to tell him just a little bit about yourself? Uh, I was in the military for a while. Did some pretty cool stuff got out started doing MMA cage fighting mm -hmm. used some of that experience from the military yeah and uh, started doing security did EP pretty much around the world and got into this okay Good. and why are you working for us why, 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 why because you of him one? right here <laughs> yeah, he, uh, right, huh? <laughs> the things he's done is uh, Something you can really trust. Hmm. You know what I mean? He's, he's an amazing Thanks, guy. Bro. You checked out Fourth in Washington today? Yeah. How's it looking? Okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. Good for here. Good for here. Right yeah. now. Yeah. We're making a difference though. So just just a couple weeks ago we had an average of hundred people selling fentanyl at that location. Really? Open open air fentanyl market. <laughs> and so it's probably down to what, 1015 probably? Well, that's, that's a good thing. All right, well, we're here to ride with you. Okay. You're the talent, so. Let's just <laughs> walk around the building and then go back to the vehicles. Yeah. That way, in case I don't want to be too far away. Yeah, yeah. So the idea with the community patrol is we patrol the vehicles. We don't drive cars that they'll notice. Yeah. Because with the security vehicle, they'll just stop selling dope. Right. We want to be able to kind of arrive on scene, sneak up, and get there without mm -hmm. being noticed. Right. What's your goal for that? Just to see how everything is normally interacting? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. The baseline of the location. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what what is like the goal for like when you get there and you're, uh, say you see somebody that is uh, selling drugs, what, what would your, what would the next move be for you and your people? Yeah. For me? Yeah. Mine would be to See if I can get them to do it in a different location, away from our properties, especially if yeah. you know, kids are involved in the area. Hmm. We're not the police. Right. That's not our job. Our job is to increase community engagement. When drug dealers see us, we want to get to know them, maybe even give them a cigarette. But hey man, I know you're trying to make a living, but please don't do this on my property. Yeah. What and would it take for you to relocate? <laughs> I mean, exactly. that's a good question to ask. Yeah. I try to build yeah, respect and rapport with exactly. the individuals. Mm -hmm. That way, you know, you get more with sugar than you do vinegar. Hey, there you go. Yeah. So, 
I've always found that works better. Plus, you don't want to be making too many enemies down here. You'll no, end up you are outnumbered the here. <laughs> very true. Very true. There are a lot of shootings here. That's very true. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you can you... only be so vigilant. Right. And complacence kills. Yeah. You, you used it. to sold up on the uh, block. Yeah. What do you want to be told? Man. You know, the unfortunate reality is if, you, if it was me, like, and somebody say, you got to move, I'm not moving. You're going to move yeah. before I move. Yeah, you it's kind of how you say it, right? Yeah. You can say pretty much anything, but yeah. it's how you say yeah, it yeah. what's really important. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to give ultimatums. No, no, you, definitely not. You want it to not. make it like it's their idea. You got to, you know, yeah, there's got to be like some kind of option available that That's might right. seem attractive somehow. Uh, and so you got to present some kind of uh, option that yeah. way that would be in their best interest. And not anything, uh, you know, violent or really like they're going to be no, some kind not. of repercussion, no. you know, because that's going to, of course, give a pushback because, man, that's that's what they're waiting for. That's right. You know, um, but if you actually are able to find that angle, you know, one thing that works every circumstances, well, you know, uh, we, we get a lot of the drug addicts into shelters. That's a so big we deal right the there. Business. Yeah. We, and, and we, we kind of do that through our, a nonprofit, but mm -hmm. a lot of security guards will usually make that first contact and say, hey, you want to get to a shelter? And so if, if someone has, you know, 10, 20, 30 regulars right. that are all living within a couple blocks. Yeah, they're going to keep coming. Yeah, they're going to keep coming. But if you move 10 or 20 of those into a shelter, yeah. they're going to be like, what happened to all my business? Yeah, right? so then they got to find. So then, new, yeah, exactly. No, that's the way to clean it up for sure. You got to start, exactly. if you remove the, uh, the value for them from a place, they're gonna try to find it, you know, better value somewhere else. Went back to the car. So when we're taking calls, we always wanna be close to our vehicles mm -hmm. because we wanna be able to jump in the vehicle and get to the call as quick as possible. Yeah. People get to know you, they're gonna know that you're not dangerous and you're not a threat, you're actually here to help. That's you right. know, that's a big deal. So do me a favor. Hmm. Just take a quick look over your right shoulder. And you know, see how he put his hands behind his back? On the street, you never point. No. You never point. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and so take a look at that groove and just give me your assessment on this groove, right? I thought the guy on the bike was a spotter at first, but he's not, right? Hard to say. I mean, it could just be people um, and then I'm across over here. That way, it's less yeah. conspicuous, right? Yeah, so we're just talking, having a, Go ahead, a conversation. Thank you for your service. Yeah, I mean, this seems like a lot of people Check on out drugs. The dog. Yeah, he's like, he's crippled, huh? Like yeah. he can only use his front legs. Wow. Oh, interesting. So they walk together. That's cool. That's wow. pretty cool. Wow. So, you know. Yeah, it looks like uh, a lot of addicts. Some addicts, low, right? Some low-level uh, yeah. distribution yeah. happening. Yeah. I mean, that would be my guess. And so, if that's not our property, but if that was on our property, mm -hmm. how would Eric go and talk to them? What's the Man. best way to engage that group? Your your idea is to keep the property safe. Mm -hmm. You don't want, you don't want drug dealing on your property. Yeah. How do you do that in a compassionate way that offers hope? Yeah. But says, hey, I need you to work with me here, though. 
you know, you could, right. if, I mean, totally. honesty is the, is the best policy yeah. to be perfectly crystal clear. Like, hey, first of all, you know, how's everybody doing? That's right. You know, is everybody Hand okay? Yeah. Is everybody okay? Nobody, you know, if you, like on a hot day, have some bottled waters, you know, yeah. uh, treat them like human beings, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we uh, pass out a lot of water. That's right. That's yeah, good. that's a that's a, yeah. a good thing, you know. Just be like, okay, so if you see somebody like that, you know, you're gonna because if you walk down here, eventually you're gonna know who it is. Oh yeah. You know, and uh, man, that would be the thing. Is just to just go straight up to him, like, I know you have business to handle. Yep. I'm, you know, you got your he job. Got, got I right got on your right. Yep. On your right. So he's out here doing business. Right here, yeah. He's out here doing business. Yeah, riding it on the bike for sure. I mean, like, you know, and that's fine. Hello. Everybody has, everybody got to handle their business. We all yeah. See, he's have posted up on a corner. Play. He just posted up. And I would just be totally honest with it if they let you even talk to him. Yeah. Because most of the time they'll probably just see if you get too close. And they know you're gonna come talk to them. They're gonna, yeah. they're gonna walk away, and you're never gonna speak to them face to face. I don't yeah. usually have that problem. No, I no. usually go up to them. Hey, my name's Eric. I work for the property. Uh, is there anything I could do to help you? They say, Hey, do you have any cigarettes? Yeah. I go, I don't like normally like giving them out. I have water. I have yeah, a couple yeah. of cigarettes. Hook them up, mm-hmm. and then say, Hey, um, can you do me a favor? I work for this property, and the people are calling and complaining all the time. Could you guys move along, you know, somewhere else? And usually nine times out of 10, they book because I give them respect. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, and just tell them, you know, if you got business to handle, because you know that, you know, it's one thing to meet up somewhere, but keep Hello. walking and, and make it happen because I know you got to make it happen. You got, we all have to answer to somebody, you know, and uh, so, Whatever you do, whatever you're doing, go ahead and do it. But you know, keep keep it moving, and uh, you know as respectfully as possible. You know. Yeah, a lot but, of activity though, right? Oh yeah. It's almost shocking, isn't it? I mean, there's more people on the street right now that are homeless, drug addicts, or drug dealers than than people just working. Right. Yeah. And this is every day. Now. Everybody's. I mean, I, I, two to one or three to one. Everybody's hustling. The ratio is high, bro. Mm-hmm. It's high. Right? They have to hit that rock bottom until they want to get back out. Yeah. That's a sad thing. That is a fortune. That's the normal tale. Yeah, it is. That is a Just our common. presence with these cameras has cut that crowd down by, what, a half? Probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. We can keep walking. Well, we'll finish the vlog. I don't want to, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you don't want to post up too long. Yeah. Yeah, that dude on the bike, the dark shirt you saw him, he watched us until we turned the corner. (laughs) So that's his block. Yeah. That's his block. That makes sense. Documentary about the houseless. Oh, right on. Are I'm you homeless. are you homeless? Yeah, I look at, I'm, he knows me. Okay. How's it going, man? Up, I do okay. What's up, man? How's it going, bro? Good to see How you. How you doing today? Good. We're filming uh, some of the right, documentary about the houseless population. Are you? Helping, helping out the homeless. Who are you struggling, bro? You don't have to be on video if you don't want to be. I'm not even sure. 
I have, I have some food if you want it. It's not awesome, but if you want some modern food, I can get it for you. Yeah. Not talking to oh, yeah. Let me grab you some food, bro. I'm Alex, by the way. Hey, I'm Eric Murray. My friends call me Irish. Irish? Nice to meet you, Irish. I'm kind of, kind of like planted into the sidewalk over here in Edgecom, so. What brought you to Portland? Um, I come from a way smaller town with a lot more um, judgmental, uh, like the class war here between like the higher class and the homeless yeah. is like way more um, condensed over there. Oh yeah. Where I'm from up in Washington uh, in Longview. So oh shit, I forgot the water. Mm. I appreciate Cheers. it. Cheers. Oh yeah, thank you. Uh, it's just, uh, I have a lot more freedom here, you know, and it's, there's a lot more help and a lot more programs for uh, mm. people who are on the street. So that's, that's what brought me here. It also, doesn't look like you've been using. I, I've been using it for 10 years. You like, I, I, I mean, just, you, you I just, like I take care of myself. Yeah, very much so, man. Like, you don't have any sores, right? So, I mean, what's Let stopping you from getting into a shelter and getting um, out the streets? I've been in this, uh, like, three-step square dance to get my ID and birth certificate and yeah. social security mm. card for yeah. a few years now. And for some reason, um, most of the programs that help with that down here haven't been able to, like, successfully help me get my stuff. Like, I'm about to... I'm about to um, Sign up for a uh, counselor and see if I can get a caseworker to help me with things. Over a TPI? Uh, no, I'm not a TPI. I was going to do join. Join? Oh, okay. That's a good program. Yeah. You yeah, can you go definitely to need a caseworker. You need a caseworker. You, you can go to TPI and get an ID in a day if you already have a referral in. Yeah, I've tried that, but they, um, they brought the, the key um, to go, the uh, paper to go get it, and they, um, they still wouldn't give it to me. They told me that I needed an address or something. I was yeah. like, well, I have, I have yeah. TPI as my address for mailing address, and they still wouldn't do it for me. It's weird. Damn, man. Okay. Yeah, there is a dance that happens where, like, in order to get ID, you have to have an address, and then in order to, you know, get, uh, like, even an email or whatever, you got to have, so it's like there's a yeah, whole... Exactly. It's yeah. all stuff that requires, like, a phone and stuff. Right. Yeah. I haven't been able to get a phone at all. All the programs are giving them out yeah, you gotta have the address before you get in. Yeah. So then, you know, so then you're always stuck in the in a circle. Do you ever eat at Blanche House? Yeah, sometimes. Blanche during lunchtime, there's a lady there giving phones away. The phones are already activated. Hmm. I've tried. Uh, so I've seen the same one with the same people that go to the park blocks and do it. Yep, same lady in the you see, minivan. You see, I I tried to do that like a couple years ago, and my phone got stolen, and they uh, they won't give me a new one. You know what I'm saying? I tried to let them know and. I can talk to customer service, but they, I need a phone to do that. Yeah. So you don't have a phone on you either right now? No. Damn, bro, that is rough, bro. I try, I've been trying actually the past couple of days to buy a sign to fucking yeah. make like the 30 bucks to buy one from Target. Have you been to City Team ever? Have you ever? I haven't yet. No, I've, uh, that's a resource I've been reserving for uh, when I can uh, actually. I'm, I'm actually trying to check into a detox here soon so I can. Okay. Uh, get my head right, you know, and then I was going to go see the team to see if I could get a job for them. All right, well, if you see this guy, Eric, you tell him you need city team, and Eric will call me or Spencer or one of the guys, and I, we get, we'll get you into city team or detox right away. Okay. That's not a problem, bro. So if you see him, and when you're ready, when you're ready to make that decision, we will make that happen. Okay. 100%. Yeah, man. Yeah? Irish. I, I remember you, bro. I remember you. Yeah, my, my name's Eric, too. I got your name tattooed on my <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you for the food. Oh no, anytime, bro. Yeah, Anything bro. else you guys want to know, man? At least on the non-incriminating scale. What What's the hardest thing stopping someone right now from being homeless to getting the ball rolling? What do you think it is? Um, I'd say the addiction and the fentanyl on the streets right now, like the way it's got people roped, is probably the main thing holding everybody back because it basically takes the spotlight for all the fucking every bit of what you were able to do in the day hmm. that's it basically just eats it all up yeah um it's hard it's like how crack was in the 80s you know what i'm saying it's like it's like yeah. crack for, for heroin almost it's fucking bad yeah if you have any advice for someone that's trying to get off or trying to help someone what would you say um look go to your family man just go go find your family and the people that love you and surrender in the sense that you can and fucking just try to <laughs> just try to try to ask your family for help you know what I mean or ask the people you love for help or the people that love you for help and stick with it and don't run away yeah well I appreciate your time man thank yeah, you very much you. thank you man appreciate it man nice to meet you nice to meet you seriously you find Eric and we'll get you into city team yeah, I see here's, you guy all the time. here's your stuff whatever you need man let me know I appreciate you alright bro take care of yourself you too, man. Be safe out there. It's rough, bro. Yeah. How often do you see him? Uh, probably once a week. Once a week. Yeah. I mean, he looks sober. That's he, he could get into a place right now. He could get into Bybee Lakes right now. Last time I saw yeah. him, he, yeah. he could barely even stand. <clears throat> Every time I see him, he... Yeah, it kind of kills me. Completely yeah. sober right now, though. Yeah. Feels he must have just seen. woken up from last night. <laughs> right, yeah. so I'm thinking. Something. Or it's coming down from his morning. Those two dudes, <laughs> they both had uh, four leaf, or they yeah, had clovers. You saw the clover? Yeah, they were with, they were yeah. affiliated. Woodpile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. So we just had some G's walk through. They did not like us. And uh, anyway, I'd never seen those dudes either. It looked like they just got out, too. That's the, the vibe I got. Possibly. Right. All right, we can keep walking. Let's stand in the shade. Where, where oh, not yeah. Bro. I right find down. myself yeah. carrying too much. And sometimes hmm. I got to stop that. Because when I'm seeing a kid, young, yeah. the other day I saw like a kid maybe eight years old smoking fentanyl with his Oof. mom. And it wow. literally, I went in the car and yeah. I had to take a minute for myself. Mm-hmm. We had a call, and this isn't all law enforcement. This is just shit that happens on the street, right? Yeah, real life. We had a call, a property owner, lady calls and says, hey, uh, there's a kid over here in a tent. The kid's only like two years old. Like, maybe not even two, toddler. And the, the cops came and they took the, the, it was a sergeant actually, took the tent and just moved it two blocks over on another property <laughs> and let the kid in there. And then the lady came out and was like, she called me, they were, she was crying, she's like, I can't believe this. She had photographs of the tent. There were needles, open needles with heroin in the tent. Wow. Right? And foil and fentanyl. And she had a picture of the kid. The kid could have been two years old. And the cop just left the kid. She, mm. she called the cop. And um, I think she recorded the conversation. Oh, she called the cop. She was like, what are you doing? You didn't call CPS? She goes, there's no crime. There's no crime. 
child endangerment. It's like child endangerment, yeah. man. Like she's like, I have pictures of syringes and foil, and he's like, hey, let me do my job. <laughs> that was a conversation. That's the unfortunate it's reality. It's it like they just man. they want them to kill themselves, yeah. and they figure it's really unfortunate. Know. I hope that's not that. I really do. Because yeah. if it's that, then. Well, that's and that dude on the bikes posted up now watching us on that block. He watches us turn the block and now he's watching us. See him? With the dark shirt on? Mm hmm. That's his block. Yeah. That's his block. Well, should we go somewhere else? I mean, we yeah, can we chill have... and wait for a call, but I know you have rounds to do. You yeah. want to go around uh, JK Grill? Yeah. I think we should move our vehicles over there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not yeah. Okay. So we had to kick, we had to leave the last location because it was a little dicey. They kept looking at us, and I was concerned they were going to roll up and start getting license plates. So we're rolling to another area. No, for drug dealing. Right. Always got to check my background here. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that. Uh, Eric's going to beat us up. He's already patrolling. If they don't know who you are, you're just establishing your presence. That's when it can be dangerous because they right. don't know. That's right. Really? What's up, brother? What's up, dude? Good to see you, man. You good? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna probably see if this guy wants yeah, some water. What's up, big time? Yeah. Somebody eat the Wheaties, huh? He's kind of famous. Hey, man. Hey, my name's Eric. I work for the property. I was wondering if you want any water. Would you like any water? Sure. Okay. What's up, bro? Remember me? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> How you been, bro? Doing out here? He works for me, man. Just... What the fuck? Yeah, bro. Young side. Uh, long time ago. Been here for a while. Wow. You still go by Juve? Wait, what's your What's your name? Juve. Juice, right? Or juvenile? Juice. Juice. Everything good? You need to get off the streets, homie. You need to get into a shelter, bro. Because I'm going to tell you straight up, you're one of the smartest dudes I've come across on the streets. And I know that you know that. For real, man. You're going to get caught up in some stupid shit out here, bro. You want all three? You going to drink them? All right. Hey, man, watch yourself, bro. For real. This is Eric. Eric and I work together. When you're oh, ready, yeah, bro. bro, when you're ready, I know Juice for like years. When you're ready to get off the streets, man, you find Eric and I will find you a legit home, a legit shelter that can help you out and get you like real work, bro. Oh, yeah? Yes. Straight up. Yes. Okay. Yeah, bro. I see him all the time, too. I know. Yeah. He's good people. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're shooting a documentary, so we're gonna get out. We're gonna leave you alone. But uh, for real though, my that might that go by Stone. You can call me Stone, but Eric can help you out anytime. All right, brother. All right, man. Be safe, brother. Please. I'm gonna head this way. See right. if anybody's over. One love. You know. You know. I ain't got no cash on me. That's what happens when you get married. Don't get married. <laughs> so I've known Juice almost five years. Oh, really? And we took over a multifamily residential property 
here in the central district, mm -hmm. which is like, there's like, I think three precincts for law enforcement. Okay. Central district's basically mm -hmm. the side of the river. <clears throat> and so, well, he was one of the big drug dealers. Mm. And at that time, he was not homeless, right? He right. was living with his mom, actually. Oh, yeah. And this yeah. is like five years ago. And he was only like 19 or 20 then. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Mom right. eventually kick you out because your stuff gets too that's hot. That's right, that's yeah. right. Mm -hmm. And he was selling dope there all the time, selling dope there all the time. We had actually boxed like twice. That's oh, why really? he knows me, bro. Oh, we had actually you. boxed. I like, I think I arrested him. And one time he tried to fight me and I, we, you know, I was yeah, like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah. And so he's like, oh shit. So we, we got mad, I got bad respect for him. He's, mm -hmm. a good, he's a good dude. He's just a drug addict, man. Yeah. You know? That's the unfortunate reality that we see so much yeah. of down here. It is a sad, man. Yeah. There's so many people with mental disabilities or on, uh, you know, substance abuse. Like wow, there has to be, it like. Need to get like a piggyback and put a bunch of water in it. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. I need, need one. one. I need to bring my um, my Camelback. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Want water? So how does uh? How do you yeah. get supplies? Um, that's get good. donated? Do everything we have is donated, does. It's pretty rare. We spend maybe less than two or $300 on supplies a month. Everything's donated from other nonprofits to our nonprofit. And then a nonprofit we work with gives us the supplies because they know that we work directly with the houseless. Same thing with the Narcan. We get all our, our Narcan for free. How's it going, guys? Anyway, long story short, Doing okay, man? Best security company in town. Thank you. Love you. Y'all need some water? He's got a couple left. I need to get resupplied. We also tap dance. That's awesome. I'm Alex. I'll see if I can get some more and I'll come back later. Thank you guys. You guys stay safe. This is a part of the job that I love. Oh yeah. The outreach, helping yep. people. It's, it's making a difference, man, seriously. Man, Thanks, sometimes man. when they're on the edge and they're, you know, Going like shit, they're coming down and you give them some food or whatever. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. Makes their day. Well, I think it's good that you're establishing a, a presence in a positive way where people are not afraid of you. They're going to be more and more happy to see you. Oh, yeah, I so, appreciate that. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to post up here. Yeah, man, good. This is excellent, man. Just a couple months ago, there were 100 people around here. <laughs> wow. Big difference. Well, I better get out of here. I need right, to do some hits real quick. Yeah, we're going to see you. Nice meeting you, man. You be yeah. safe, bro. Thank you. You do the same. God bless. Good to see you, brother. If you need me, let me know. God bless. Right on. All right, we're going to split up and uh, we'll go to the resource center, see what's going on over there. Okay. All right, we just wrapped up with Eric. Um, really good stuff, right? I mean, we really helped some people out today, made some good connections. Hopefully, that trans translates into something, you know positive for their individual lives. Absolutely. We just put up here at the resource center. We're gonna hang out with the Loa folks, Spence and Terrence. Uh, we got some Jordans and some t-shirts. Jordans, street gold. Oh, yeah. You can do a lot with some Jordans on the street. Brand new in the box. So we're gonna jump out and introduce, introduce you to them. Your cue. I'm Alex. All right, cool. Okay. 
Let's go. You wanna drop the chase? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having my back, bro. Yeah, man. You already know. What up, gents? What's up? What's, what's up? up? Big T. What's How you doing, doing, bro? How's it going? What up? Oh, what love. Yeah. How you doing, brother? Big, big dog. <laughs> big dog. You can see it, bro. What's up, sir? How you doing? How you doing, brother? Thank you. Nice to meet you, sir. Nice to meet you, Q. Pleasure. Cool, man. We got some, some uh, Jordans. Oh, some nice. Just Street Gold. This is brand new in the box, bro. Oh, yeah? Nice. I know you Street Gold. That is Street Gold. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I literally Absolutely. And then these are new lowest shirts. We just stopped by for a little bit. I need one of them. So gotcha. check out your shirts, and I'll take what y'all don't want. Well, you, we can't fit the same size anyway, so. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Regular? Yeah. yeah you well, you can take that, because I can't fit that. Right, which right. one's you? <laughs> huh? All right, I guess so. I so, Spencer's like, hey, man. This is a 2X right here. Hey, man. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. all he talks to me. Hey, man. Hey, man. These shirts, yeah, man, man, they're too thick. They're too thick. I can't wear them. These you shirts too the thick, bro. I can't blue. do football practice. I'm Plus, do man, he had, listen, he had collars on our shirts. I'm like, how am I going to go on the street and have a collar on my shirt? I did. I did. Come on, man. <laughs> they have street cred. There ain't no way to have that. No. So. so now we got nice, stretchy, so got... athletic tees. Yeah, dry yeah. fit. Dry Beautiful, fit. Beautiful, guys. That's right, cool, man. Bro. All right, cool. Nice. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> How's it going today, bro? Oh, it's been good, man. We had a, we've had a busy day, so. How many people we get in the shelter today? Uh, only got two in a day um, because they're full. They're full. They got two in early, and then they're full. We got two families on a Friday. Friday's hard, bro. That's it hard, because then you can't get anybody day. until Monday. Yeah. 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 So, exactly. uh, city team on the weekends. City team on the weekends. Actually, I didn't take that, so I gave out two city team bucks. So oh, that's four. Okay, that's legit. That's so that's great. four, I guess. You know, you know Irish? Yes. Right here? So yes. he, we had a good conversation with him and Prindle. He might be ready. He said he'll reach out in the next couple of days. He wasn't Is high. he going to get a hold of Prindle when he's ready? Yeah. Okay. Is Where's it, he staying at? Over downtown. Yeah, I in Washington. Fort okay. Okay, that's where we just were. Yeah, we was just saying. So right? We stayed at Kane's over there. Yeah. Oh, I wish you would have hit me up, bro. <laughs> Kane's chickens. They don't, they're not a sponsor, but they got good chicken. Oh, chicken. my yeah. goodness. Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. No, cool. it's been good. We've been, uh, so we've been able to help a few people. People have been a little edgy today. Yeah, it's the heat. It's hot. It yeah, is. Everybody getting around, up. moving, and moist. And the pit's getting a little edgy down there. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's getting a little edgy, so. Mm. Um, but other than that, you know, they're cool with us. They just, there's a little yeah. bit of, a little bit of tension in the air, tension. so. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think everybody's kind of nervous with this new tit, this new uh, campy band. They're not sure how that's going to be enforced, what they're going to be doing. And what's up? And I'm like, hey, man, like, it's going to be. It'll be fine. It'll yeah. be fine. It'll be so, fun, yeah. That's been good. I love you, bro. It's Friday. Love you too, man. I got to go to Seattle for a basketball trip. Oh yeah, your boys got basketball. No, yeah. just my one son. Oh nice. Trey's in Montana fishing. Oh yeah, that's hard. Yeah, hard life. <laughs> Tough life, yeah. Yeah. So. What about you? What do you? What are your plans? Uh, I'm probably just going. I don't know actually. I'm gonna go to the gym and probably work out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably about huh? it, man. And which but. lady are you with this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get it. Thank you. All right, man. Okay. Appreciate it. Seriously, hook up with them, let me know. I'll make it happen quick. All right. I'll get them out here the next day. All right. Good call on that, by the way. I appreciate you both. I couldn't do your job. <laughs> couldn't do your job, bro. Uh, all day, every day. All right, man, we're going to head out. All right, sounds good. Love you, bro. All right, man. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Nice meeting right, you once again, brother. Appreciate it. All right. So, it's the wrap up, bro. Yeah. It's a lot, man. It is. You got 63 year old grandmas out here. Right? You know what I mean? Next man. to people, hardcore drug dealers, bro. Yeah. It's just crazy, right? It's nuts. It's insane, it's bro. Definitely... 
something going on. I mean, she had some, she probably had a little mental health thing going on, but she shouldn't be on the street. Right. Well, exactly. she shouldn't be on the street. That's part of the, the broken system. That's why the problem is so complex. It's like, you know, you got mental health issues yeah. smashed right in together with substance abuse. And, like, there's only so many resources and so many programs. It's crazy. It's insane like how like there's like the pyramid you know yeah like, holy crap all right man let's roll okay you good all right q appreciate you doing the ride along today um i think i've learned a lot okay. hopefully maybe you picked up a little bit too um i'd like to have you back man when you're ready awesome bro it's i know it's hard uh, we've been doing this for years down here and uh coming out of life coming back in the day being around it how does that make you feel like man i was surprised uh how like, uh, like i felt emotions and i felt like I, like when i used to feel so at home like it was just a place i felt very uh strangely out of place yeah. You know, it was really strange. I had like different feelings coming up, you know, like vulnerability. And, like, I was like, oh man, this, when I used to feel like, you know, if I walked into this, yeah. this was, this is where I was supposed to be. That's I, right. I was the one who, uh, you know, people were going to take notice of and start asking me things. And here yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like a, it was a totally different feeling. I wasn't uh, quite prepared. Strange thing to, to step back in, even just you know, for a, for a glimpse. It's like, whoa, this is this is still life out here. It's still so life, bro. Many people. It hasn't changed, man. It's no, no. Nope. If anything, it's on. increased yeah. even more. It's, it was so. shocking to me to see how many people, and it's more blatant. It used to be more uh, like uh, clandestine. Yeah, you know, people would put more effort into no it's on the uh, open man yeah yeah it's completely yeah, it's, a new game, bro. it's a new game bro <clears throat> well, i appreciate you rolling out today uh thanks for coming thanks for watching the ride along we appreciate all you out there more episodes coming